It's an Allison and a Sammy clap in three, two, one. Yay. That, I bet is really helpful. <laughs> we, we, we Kyle's did. like, you don't have to do it, but you can if you want. We did it. It was fun. You know what else is fun? Spending time with my friends. Wow. It is. And I'm starting to feel bad because we've been so mean to Austin today, and he's just being such a cherry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my little seeing enemies, thanks for coming back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays. I'm your host, Rory. It's I'm the cartoon Andy. show. Oh, I thought we were wait. punting it over to me. No, no, no. You just wait, <laughs> baby, baby, boy. Don't worry. I'm just sorry. I'm just a little impatient sea cucumber. Well, look, I try to tell people that it's a cartoon show where we watch the cartoons, and then uh, now it's all fucked up. <laughs> I just want to say that I'm Austin. I just want to get that part. All right, out there. there's Austin. Now we're all here. You know why we're getting? You know why it's getting all fishy up in this up in this boat is because we're in this ricky little canoe. Just these three boys in a canoe. Oh man. Uh, wait a minute. What's that over there? I see another canoe. It's it's coming coming up to us. Oh, <laughs> oh hey <hi>. boys. Hi. <laughs> uh oh. Two ladies in a canoe. It, it's <laughs> the lady the canoe. Stupidest scene. <laughs> <laughs> they warned us this would happen. <laughs> oh no! It's the canoe from the summer camp across the lake. <laughs> we're, we're having a dance tonight, you guys. We are, but there's no boys allowed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! This is this is starting so really bad. So bad. <laughs> hey Rory, what shows are we doing today? <laughs> well, it's a magic special episode, so we watched three episodes of a show called Sherlock Holmes in the twenty second century, <laughs> and it is a fun one, boys and girls. It is it is a tasty treat to yeah. to to lick up lick up into your into your mouth and chew around and feel feel the feelings you get. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful poem you wrote. Uh, Rory, and then, can we fire you from the podcast <laughs> as it's happening? Uh, I want to. I want to. I want to punt this over to the other canoe that we've sort of uh, tied together to our canoe, so that we don't drift away. Uh, can you introduce yourselves over there in the canoe? Uh, yeah, my name is Sammy. I'm Allison. And you know, Allison, if you listen to our podcast, she's she's been around a bunch. Friend of the show. But, friend uh, of the show friend of the show but sammy she's been in that canoe episode. all week i have it's i i, I, I want water and food <laughs> she just kind of like picked me up scooped me up gently out of the water and was like oh hey we're you're you're in the canoe now yeah. <laughs> oh so sammy's is, a mermaid yeah <laughs> my fir- first first time uh canoe uh nice. member first time <laughs> canoe <laughs> long time listener first time yeah, canoe. For, exactly yeah yeah uh so I mean, I I know why. We know why we brought you on for this episode. Why don't you guys? Uh, we're, I'm, I'm giving the floor to you guys. Tell me about your relationship to Sherlock. 
Sure. Homes that you're like homes. Yes. Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Uh, sorry, I wasn't sure which one you were talking about. There are so many, <laughs> so many, so many people named Sherlock. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, Sammy and I have been friends for holy shit, seven years, seven or eight years now. Uh, probably longer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something like something like that. And we're both we're both writers and playwrights. Uh, we like making up words about fictional people. And we've been wanting to. We had been wanting to collaborate on a show for forever. Yeah, uh, we got uh, maybe a little bit drunk one night and we're talking about the relationship people had with like canons and fan fiction and all that nerdy stuff that's out there. And we we're like, what about a fan fiction play? And then I was, God, I think I was in D.C. when Allison called me to inform me that she had gotten us a commission <laughs> without even kind of leading up to it. And she's like writing a show about Sherlock. I hope you're okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we, we were commissioned by the uh, Seattle Sherlock Convention um, to write a play about the relationship between these stories and uh, the over 100-year fandom that followed. Uh, and so we did. We kick-started it, and uh, we wrote and performed uh, this, this play a couple of years ago. Uh, not just once, but twice. Uh, and yeah. it was a whole lot of fun. Uh, dear dear Andy friend was our beloved uh, Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah. He did an amazing job. Oh, uh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mr. Mr. Kyle over there, I think, did the original sound and video design. Yeah, it was, he did. That's right. Yeah, it was a it was a family production yeah. for sure. And I, I can I can personally corroborate the fact that the Seattle Sherlock Convention does exist and is real. I was there. <laughs> Those people are real. They're real. Uh, yeah. We've got two of them on the podcast right now, but there's a lot more of them. And they really <laughs> yeah. love Sherlock. So passionate, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now you said it was a hundred year fandom. Now I think it's clear it's a three hundred year fandom. <laughs> it sure <laughs> is. Actually, we had a line in the show about Sherlock Holmes in the twenty second century. We do. We, but oh, yeah, but, but just 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 one. Just one. Just that's just one. That seems about that seems about commence, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so yeah, we we care a great deal about uh, about these stories. I I grew up reading them since I was a child, and I, I know that's so much. Yeah, yeah. These these stories are part of why I got into writing in the first place. Uh, is because of these characters. I'm I'm excited to talk today. Yeah, I mean, yeah. fun. This must have been really fun for you to see some really faithful adaptations of old uh, <laughs> fun. Arthur Conan fun Doyle is, stories. Fun is a word. It's a word. A word. <laughs> <is>. a word. <laughs> yeah, this was a nightmare hell. <laughs> I had a fun title for this for my notes where I called it Schlock Holmes. <laughs> real fun. Real yeah, fun. Yeah, pretty awesome. fun. I, I liked it. It was super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, what is what is this thing? It was made in in what nineteen ninety nine nine. Yeah, nine. Uh, I I think this may this may be an interesting fact or may not be an interesting fact, but this is the same year that Batman Beyond came out and did Future a hell of a lot better about five months before it. Yeah, so um, much better. Oh my god. And uh, yeah, that <laughs> this this is a, a strange mix of two D and three D and interesting ideas and terrible ideas and. Bad voice acting and, and oh my god, yeah. so bad. So I've done this show a couple of times, and watching watching these cartoons is sometimes like a really magnificent experience because they find ways to make the shows like really interesting for both adults and for kids. And sometimes they just like make it just as boring as humanly possible. And this oh, show, this was as interesting for adults as it would be for kids. Yeah, it is. This show does, <laughs> the show does neither of those things. It's like, what what is your demographic? Like a ninety year old robot child? Yes. Like, 
<laughs> I, I'm confused. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm excited to talk about the things that were faithful to the original yeah. stories and yeah. the ways in which they were not at all. So let's, yeah, let's get I mean, because I've never read a single Sherlock Holmes original story. Never, really? never, yeah. never, never. Really? Never. Uh, really so. Good, five good of to his know albums. you did your uh, <laughs> your character research, Andy. Oh yeah, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> I've, I've consumed in. <laughs> I've consumed secondhand a lot of adaptations, but never actually read the Doyle. And so, so I've never I, read the Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm interested. I'm also very interested to hear uh, how incredibly accurate they were. Oh, yeah. No yeah, problem. For sure. So the three episodes that we watched, we watched episode three, The Hounds of the Baskervilles. Uh, episode seven, The Adventure of the Sussex Vampire Lot. And episode 23, The Adventure of the Creeping Man. Uh, which on the face of it sounds like they're going to try to be really accurate to the stories because I think those are very close to the titles of the stories. Uh, you know what else is close to a title is the title The Crooked Man, which is an episode that I watched mistakenly <laughs> thinking it was The Creeping Man. Uh, it's different. So, it's different. yeah, it is different, which I have learned. Uh, we, we are now so, aware. Yeah, we'll, we'll confront that when it comes up, I think. Right. But I think uh, we should start with the show in general right like sure 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 uh so what what's the what (laughs) what's the plot of why is he in the 22nd century what's the whole setup well uh a woman had his coffin in her basement i guess (laughs) (laughs) and needed a thin excuse to to pump him full of full of living brand new blood yeah i skimmed through the first episode Did anybody else watch the first episode? I did no. forever ago. Yeah, uh, I, for, I just skimmed through it yeah, today. Yeah. Nice. From what I understand, like, that, yeah, she just, like, had his coffin for no reason. and Which the, was filled with honey, which was why he yeah. was preserved. <laughs> and the 22nd century was just like, you know what? We need, oh, our, our, our detectives are shit. We need to bring this guy back to life. Clearly. Right. Because Moriarty was seen around town. Yes, he was. Um, yeah, he's, and, he's a clone, And this woman, right? yeah. this is Lestrade, yeah. yeah, clone. But they didn't know that at the time, uh, but it was like the great, great, great granddaughter of Lestrade. Uh, yeah, of D.I. Gregory Lestrade, who is a character right. in the books. Uh, he's a fairly, a relatively inept uh, detective yeah. inspector uh, in comparison to Sherlock Holmes, which means he's probably fine at his job. But I mean, you can't yeah. really can't really compete with this dude. So yeah, I, I, they uh, they brought back his his great 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 American granddaughter. American granddaughter. Yeah, yeah. there are in so New many. London. Yeah, so New many London. American accents in New London. Okay, I I don't like this this convention of like oh it's future so it's New London and she works for New Scotland Yard. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh look like at, why... look, look who's oh here comes Mr. Highbrow dis- tipping his yeah. tipping what's, his future what's hat. What's the distinction between when Scotland Yard ended and New Scotland Yard started? Like what happened? What yeah like I what mean, the hell well, happened? Clearly, uh, clearly nothing. Like that's the what's kind of funny is that this this city is much more like an 18th century city than it is a 20th century city. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's, mm. No police. Um. It's just a, an apocalyptic wasteland of technology. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. Poorly textured flying cars and yeah, you know, yeah. they lean heavy on the else. 3D animation in this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's. I, I don't know that I ever. If you told me that I was going to watch a show that was like, hey, we're going to watch Sherlock Holmes mysteries, but every now and again we're going to go pew 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 laser fights. <laughs> like, like how like, could you go it's wrong? Just, 
I, I don't know. It's it's it seems so weird, but like. Uh, I also don't want to skim over um, before we get into the episodes, the actual like characters themselves. So uh, uh, Watson, John Watson, for some reason is a droid, not just a cyborg, but just like a straight up robot uh, modeled after uh, the most classic interpretation of the character uh, played by uh, Nigel Bruce, who was the first actor to decide to make Watson a bumbling fucking idiot. Yeah. And for some reason, that's the interpretation of that character that stuck around for, you know, over a well, hundred years. Where's his coffin? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I, I it, yeah, they they brought Sherlock Holmes back to life. And you like, know. oh, fuck that other guy. Yeah, fuck that other make guy. make a robot. Because Watson didn't preserve himself in honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he had and, some goddamn sense. Yeah. And, and the way that the way they, they explain having him as a robot is that the this woman, Beth Beth Lestrade's like just droid helper was like a big fan of the old like stories about Sherlock Holmes and was like, Oh sweet, we brought Sherlock back. Well, I'm just gonna become Watson because I've read all of his be this person. I, I, I read his journals and stuff, so I'll just do that. And so yeah. the so you have this odd dichotomy of like classic weird bumbling Watson, but he also is clearly from the 22nd century. So you have right. this old Watson character talking about like moon gravitational shit. It just, it's like, it, it's so like completely out of tone. It makes no, oh, oh, it's so good. Well, and when they see Moriarty back in the first episode, oh yeah, the first thing, like they don't even try to catch Moriarty. They see him and immediately like, well, Moriarty's back. Might as well pull up this coffin. Let's wake up the honey the boy. <laughs> yeah, wake I, up the I honey just- boy. Put together why his coffin is full of honey, by the way. Oh. Oh, the the Yeah, yeah. Piece, yeah. Uh so after 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 Sherlock Holmes uh retires, um he, yeah. he gets really into beekeeping. Like that's his thing. Like he just gets super into beekeeping. So this was like a sex thing that he did where he <laughs> boiled himself in no, honey. Because they, they made that movie recently with Ian yeah, McKellen yeah. called I honey films. boy. <laughs> yeah. it's yes, honey, it's honey, honey, honey boy. Honey that's boy right. with Ian McKellen. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. That's like their like really like lame like forward pass to be like, see, we paid attention to the canon. <laughs> we we read like one of the books. Yeah, there's bees. So although honey. if I remember history, is this what you like? I think I think uh, Alexander the Great was buried in honey. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is this a something thing? like that? Apparently, yeah. Didn't maybe the ancient. I, I I don't really know. I've got goals now. So <laughs> you like, gotta go, if you got if you got to go out, right? You may as well go out in uh, in honey. Right, so, it's box like the, of honey. It's soaked in honey. Old version of Walt Disney freezing his head. Yeah, <laughs> just slipping up, licking up honey until your body turns to amber. Yeah, basically, I think that's the plan. Oh, but, so otherwise, we have Beth Lestrade, who's a pretty big character, and she's you know what can I say? She's sort of the stock competent mom character we have. Well, well, always sort of... There's a wrinkle in Beth Lestrade that I like because she's, okay. you know, she's kind of a she's our action hero. Both Sherlock Holmes and Watson are kind of worthless when it comes to fighting. Yes, yeah. in this. Uh, yes. But she, okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the I'm the expert. That, you brought on an expert. Yeah, choice for Beth Lestrade that I love so much is she's just doing. She's if you're watching, she has an old man groan every time she like gets up or lands from a jump. <laughs> It's just oh like, oh, God. oh, these bones. Oh, I'm going to have to look for that. <laughs> well, what I thought was interesting about her, uh, maybe I, I didn't like it maybe as much, is that the, like, the dynamic between Holmes and Lestrade is usually pretty antagonistic, a fun antagonistic, where he's just like, oh, yeah. you're such an idiot. You're so wrong. Here's the real thing. And Lestrade gets like angry about it. 
But when she's like the only female character we have and they've made her female and it's just so it, yeah. it, it's, from time to time it comes off like, oh, you silly woman, <laughs> You're here's the woman. answer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, in any show where you have a single female character, you have the yeah. danger of her just becoming like a plot catalyst, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so mm-hmm. I'm very interested to, to now watch for her uh, old man groans. We should start talking about the episodes. Yeah, uh, we probably should. <laughs> I know that there's there's not going to be a ton for us to <laughs> dive into. They're pretty ridiculous. Uh, but let's it's a start. A lot of nonsense. Let's start. Let's. I I, I I really did have fun watching these shows. I oh, yes. did have fun. Yes, uh, they're fun. But it was a perverted sort of st- stupid fun. Yeah. Uh, so why don't you start by having you tell me how close Hounds of the Baskervilles was to the story? Okay. So the original Hound of the Baskervilles uh, was written um, about eight years after Arthur Conan Doyle swore he would never write another Sherlock Holmes story ever again. He- for, yeah. For those of you who don't know, he hated, hated writing these books. He hated Sherlock <laughs> Holmes. He hated how popular he was. And so he wanted to just like straight up kill him. What an edgelord. So he did. He yeah. was. He yeah. did. He killed him. So he killed off this main character and people like rioted. They were so furious. Like there were like fans who would wear armbands and like hold vigils. Like it was intense. Uh, and eight years later, he brought back the character uh, in a book not set like after he had died, but set as sort of like this like prequel novel situation. Uh, so it starts uh, from John Watt. It's always from John Watson's point of view. Um, except mm-hmm. really and uh, in the story, uh, Sherlock Holmes fucks off almost immediately. Like, he's just like, I've got stuff to do. See you later. You can handle this yourself. And he just, like, just fucks off. He just leaves. Uh, so this is about Watson going to this, like, faraway estate uh, because there's been a bunch, of, a bunch of murders and shenanigans and all these rumors of this, like, really scary ghost dog. Uh, and so the spoiler alert for the whole story uh, is that this naturalist named Stapleton uh, was a secret member of the Baskerville family who murdered his uncle and his cousin uh, with a phosphorus-painted dog uh, in order to inherit their fortune. <laughs> named Forrest Whitaker, the yeah. ghost dog. I, I, so <laughs> Someday I'm going to get a tattoo of the Hound of the Baskervilles because I, I fucking love this story so much. It's so fun glow and in so the dark weird. Ink. It's about yeah, so I haven't. I obviously, I, I have not read it. Uh, oh, yeah. As an outsider of the Sherlock Holmes fandom, this is what I would... This is one I picked as... I think probably being the most unknown. Yeah, it is. Story. For it's sure. A, it's yeah. Just, yeah, highly recognizable. Yeah, yeah it's one of the yeah. most recognizable stories. Um, it was actually inspired by an old legend that happened mm-hmm. around that same area uh, of this dude in the 1600s named Richard Cabell. Uh, he was just this huge asshole who was supposed to have murdered his life, his wife. And uh, he supposedly made a deal with the devil. And so his grave was haunted by a pack of hellhounds that would like make a ruckus every year. And so that's how this rumor of spooky ghost dogs got started. Uh, nice. In, in Were they anything like moon werewolves? Because no. Yeah. Uh, let me Rory read the summary. Or Austin. Of... Yeah. <laughs> Let's let do me that. read the summary of this episode that the for Sherlock Holmes of the 26th century, where it says three young moon visitors are attacked by a phantom hound. Holmes faces the clone of his greatest enemy, who intends to take over the moon and then the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Did did Moriarty ever uh, conquer the moon? Is that uh, was that no? 
And uh, Moriarty had nothing to do with this story. He's just there for some reason. Yeah. Someone, it's kind of whoever, the same in the other ones that we watched tonight. Whoever wrote mm-hmm. this must have thought they were the most clever shit in the universe. <laughs> because the story t- originally takes place like on the moors. And yeah. so he oh. just changed one letter. <laughs> so just changed on one moon. letter. <laughs> it's very clever. I didn't even think about that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, That's how I feel every time I talk about Mighty Orbots, and they're not <laughs> orbs or circular robots. They just changed the letters in the word robot. <laughs> I feel like that's really Lazy not, that's not acceptable. Oh my no. God. It's not clever. Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, so uh, in this, uh, this, this version, there's a bunch of kids getting kidnapped on the moon, which is basically the same thing as, you know, killing off your, your distant family for their... Right? Yeah. 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 I, the the only like real the only real like connection between this story and and the original one is that Holmes does fuck off like at the very beginning, which I <laughs> right. loved. That was that was accurate. And child endangerment. That's pretty much the only <laughs> only connective <laughs> tissue there. Oh god. And you know dogs. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Uh except this one is a robot. Spoiler alert, it's a robot. Wow. Uh what Sorry, sorry. What are the what are what's the ABC of of this stupid episode? Uh, this is the worst one that we watched by far. Am I am I correct in saying yes. that? Yeah, yes, this was not my favorite. Great. Yeah. Although, so, so I watched it. I was kind of bummed because I watched it last, and the first two I would say, first two that I watched were they always kind of had walked back every kind of uh, any any sort of serious consequence, any character, even minor faces. Mm-hmm. And then I watched Town of the Baskervilles, and it opens on three little kids getting their flesh all munched on by this ghost dog. And I was like, oh, shit. All right, this is a different show. I'm this, in it. This got dark real I fast. I am here. Yeah. I'm here for this. Uh, and they walked that back, too. We've, it was the, those, those little babies didn't get munched on by the dog, which is by <laughs> no. that robot dog. Uh, this, this show kind of employs the normal, like, mystery TV structure where we kind of get like a stinger at the beginning to sort of show something exciting. And then we go right to the theme song and then afterwards Sherlock comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what happens before the theme song. And this one is three kids get fucking killed by a wolf. Yeah. They're <laughs> monsterists and we don't yeah. like, see what the monster is. It does sound kind of like a dragon or a pterodactyl. <laughs> it was like a velociraptor, yeah. yeah. Really not like a wolf sound or any sort of dog related sound. <laughs> uh, but you know that was the sound effect they had in the can somewhere, right? Uh, and then, uh, but then we go to the theme song, days. which we should talk about. Oh yes, yeah. Um, Fallen ass moon dog shows up. <laughs> Does do we like it? Do we like the theme? I hate it. The <laughs> the theme song. The theme yeah. song. Um, I like bland. that it's uh, incredibly repeatable for the young kids because there's <laughs> all know, of two is, lyrics. Right? You get the who, what, where, when, why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I also like that it's sung by a woman who is like, she's super fucking into it. Like, <laughs> she's way into it. And I'm curious what kind of notes she got from whatever well, producer like, you- told her, sing this name like... 50 fucking times and just you know <laughs> have you seen it. the video of the guy who does the pokemon theme song no no oh he's fucking into it this dude is rocking out <laughs> as he sings about ash ketchum and his quest oh for before pokemon's not even a thing yet so he's just singing about these little monsters he's been told about <laughs> he has no idea <laughs> 
This isn't Pokemon now. This is Pokemon before it was Pokemon, and he's just rocking out singing about his imaginary gremlins. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this one, this one, they just say Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century, like she said, like infinity times. And then once in a while, we hear Sherlock say, elementary, my dear Watson. Oh, yeah. Oh. Like, like, I think I counted four or five times. And then yeah. oh, when yeah. you when you think it's done, the song ends and he says it fucking again. Like the music <laughs> stops. Oh, and he says it again. I, I kept a I kept a game as a foot count during our three episodes, as well oh, as just awesome. a general quote count for everything. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. We we will cut to you every once in a while, and yeah. you can give us a, right. an update. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> I, I think one thing to to point out too that is not surprising but worth mentioning: uh, Sherlock Holmes in this whole show that we watched doesn't make a single interesting conclusion or say anything. <laughs> Uh, particularly smart or, or interesting. <laughs> no, really, no. You need to be a smart writer to write a smart person. <laughs> no, well, no, you kind of don't. You can you can do it like you can reverse engineer it and be like, I saw a fly go through the window, and I, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah uh, they, whatever kind of whatever kind of tangential logic you need to get there is pretty okay for Sherlock Holmes, right? They rely like, no heavily. They rely far. heavily on the fact that like. We know where this is going. We know how it's going to end. So it doesn't really fucking matter how we get there. Let's just get there. I think the corporate. Well, like, yeah, because this is all plot. But there's there's uh, uh, particularly a part where Lestrade calls him up and uh, and says there's been a moon crime. And uh, (laughs) he's like, I'm already on the, you know, he he makes some comment about already knowing about it. And she's like, "I, I I'm surprised I can't surprise you. You know, I should just give up trying. He didn't figure anything out. He just watched on the news about right. moon crimes. So oh, that I, was the, the vampire core, episode, I the think. Core problem, oh, that was the vampire one. The core but problem is that they, they misunderstand how to build a mystery in the style of these stories. Because the reason why Sherlock Holmes is such a fucking, like, so much fun to read. Like, the reason why those books are so much fun to read is because it's literally impossible to figure out where it's going to go. Like, if you are the reader reading it for the first time, it is, you cannot tell where things will happen because Sherlock will step in at the very end and be like, ah, but here's something the reader didn't know about. And then it clearly solves everything. Whereas the show tries to spell it out for the kids at home. Like, oh, you'll see the cause and effect, like, as Holmes is noticing things. And that's the danger of any adaptation. Like, if the story is already written, it's really easy to get lazy and just be like, well, we know where it's going. We don't have right. to like, But there's a difference between in. like surprising your audience and then like encouraging them to figure it out as they yeah. go. And by encouraging them to figure it out, you're taking out all the fun of the character. Yeah. Sure. Though it sounds like, you know, Sherlock Holmes is sort of an anomaly that way where typically that's kind of bad storytelling to just have somebody have an unsolvable mystery that no uh, oh, people, yeah. you can't really participate in. Oh, no, it's bad storytelling, but it's fun as shit to read. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. That's why I they're mean, popular. I, my, my old, my reading experience of mysteries was that I was huge into Agatha Christie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, she generally puts all the, all the breadcrumbs out for mm-hmm. you, but they're kind of like obscurely hidden. And exactly. It, yeah. It's really, it's really only Poirot who's going to figure it out. And then you're like, oh, I guess that was in there. <laughs> right. Oh, cool. I, I actually just watched, uh, God, what was the one that just came out? Uh, the oh, movie. The Orient Express. Yeah, I just watched that last night, and I remember sitting there legit thinking, like, man, what if what if Poirot and Sherlock oh, yeah. Holmes were put in the same like box and you shook it? And they just <laughs> fucked. 
Yeah. Hell yeah. Where's my Poro in the 22nd century? Oh, dude. His mustache would be like mechanical and make him fly. Yeah, he'd have a be like a boomerang mustache. If I could if I could get Sherlock Poirot and Columbo in the same room. Oh my god. That's great. And Jessica Fletcher while we're at it. Why not? Why not? And and uh and Michael Chiklis from the Kamish. Yeah. Sure. Sure, why not? Let's just let's chuck Chickless in there. <laughs> hey, speaking of Michael Chickless, well what tell us about these moon werewolves that we dealt with in this episode. Speaking of notorious <laughs> moon great, werewolf. Great Michael. transition. <laughs> Solid work. Oh fuck. Uh, uh, I think uh, so. Here's here's some facts we learned about the werewolf over the first half of the episode. Uh, Sherlock deduces that it's a hologram and not real, uh, and yeah, he walks he's straight through it. all over the top of this like moon dome. Yeah, so they're in they're in Galileo City on the moon. Yeah, and they're the the, the wolf is freaking people out. It stole some kids, and uh, Sherlock just walks through it, and he's like, "Look, it's not real." And then he looks at the footprints from the like crime scene and determines that they're robotic and not organic. And he's like, ah, oh, well clearly it's a robot. Um, they're all the same size, which uh, newsflash, that's what all feet are. It's not just <laughs> robot feet. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, there's, there's some craziness that happens. They end up in a, 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 a confrontation with the thing. They pew pee laser at it. That is a car chase away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just and- leave Watson outside for a while. <laughs> Well, well, Watson's a robot, a robot, so yeah, yeah. So they, they, could, they don't they play just with that very well. He feels more like so, a person so, than a so robot. So if he gets robot bit by a robot werewolf, does he turn into a, a robot werewolf? <laughs> that would have been fun. These are the questions. See, that, that's good. I like that. Yeah. That would have been awesome. That's much cooler. These are the things. I know. <laughs> it's called getting a megabyte. <laughs> Fuck you. Said it's called getting a megabyte. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, say, say it again for the people in the back, Austin. <laughs> there might the be only, a couple points left out. <laughs> the only quotes I wrote down for this whole episode are when they're in that car chase and uh, Holmes is yelling over and over, the joints are its weakness. Aim for the, the joints. joints. The joints. <laughs> it's like five times he yells about the joints. I thought that was really funny. Like a shitty yeah. video game where you're like losing to the boss and it tries to suggest, like give you suggestions. Like, oh, asshole. Yeah. The glowing the we- eye, The weakness dummy. is right there. It's right there, fucko. Aim for it. Come on. He's, he's flashing red. You're almost done. I, I want to get through this episode. It's annoying. Yeah, yeah we so, should do it. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's talk it. about. So, so here's here's the like big points that happen. It's all Moriarty. He he was behind it, uh, <laughs> and he'd like captured these kids because he was trying to extort some like crazy like codes out of some dude who works for the moon base so that he, he could... made a fake moon contest. It was very yeah. convoluted. <laughs> it was incredibly yeah. incredibly convoluted. Uh, he gets the codes. He's going to take over the moon and then he's going to take over Earth. I don't understand how one leads to the other. Earth is pretty big. Uh, <laughs> but the they tides, find him. man. It's all about the tides. Yeah. Oh, fuck. You're so- See, this is why you should have written this show. The tide, <laughs> the, the tide angle would have been so much better than anything they didn't talk about. They didn't explain him. We know what's uh, the next project the moon now. And yeah. the world. They we'll, call him we'll, a clone head. We'll yeah. do a rewrite. Great. We'll do a rewrite of our play, and we'll rewrite this episode. Yeah, done. Yeah, we'll Easy. do it. Fantastic. 
Yeah, Austin, I don't want to. I don't want to scoot. You past guys should that. redo your play as Sherlock Holmes in the twenty second century. I think that's... In, instead of the one we line should. where we talk about it, yeah, yeah, just the yeah. reverse play. it. Give them <laughs> give, give one line the for the normal thing. one. So there were some books, but the TV show yes. is where. But it's they really at. got it right. At uh, this is when they when things really took off for Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Is there? Are, okay, I, I'm gonna. We, this is all digression, which is yeah. fine. I don't think we're really gonna talk about. <laughs> yeah, this TV we, show. yeah, probably the, not. the uh, plot is flimsy enough that no matter so, how hard we try to hang our jacket on it, we keep falling off and yeah, <laughs> landing I, on the floor. Uh, uh, at the Sherlock convention, yes. how much did people talk about this show? Like not, at not all. at all. It's barely considered like anything revolutionary. It's it's a <laughs> shameful word to utter. Like. So, uh, yeah, well, and this, it's it's hilarious because there there are s- s- there's so many like just things out there, fan fiction, so many and shows and movies. Yeah. I mean, even like you can even find something pretty uh, cool about like the Robert Downey Jr. movies. Like, yeah, sure. those were fun. We should show up as like trashy fan bros who are all about Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. Oh my god! Honestly, I that want, would I go over guys. I will, I will make you T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> like I am so behind this because mm-hmm. yeah, there, there was we'll nothing. Up. It's it's the most adapted character of all time. You yeah, know? like there there is sure. there is a little bit well, of what something about for Jesus? Everybody. Well, <laughs> you know we can't. You can't beat the son of God, Rory. That's that's a conversation for a different episode. That's a different Where's podcast. Where's Jesus Con? Why can't we go there? It's Jesus called Con church is every, and it's Sunday. every Sunday. <laughs> Thank you, Allison and I were on the same page there. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's table that for now because I think SMT is going to need to. Uh, we're we're going to need to make a booth for this show at the Hell next yeah. Sherlock convention. Fuck yes. Uh, that's got to be it. But. Austin, you were going to talk about the actual point of this episode, so why don't yeah, you Yeah, at the me? end of this episode, we basically, there's just more nonsense, and then Moriarty gets away in his, in his well, ship. Well, at some and point, has... Watson rides in on the dog, which I thought was very funny. Oh, good! Oh, oh I'm going to rant about that for a really hot moment. Like, Watson in the okay. books is, like, the one, like, badass action hero character, and in this fucking episode, Robo Watson gets, like, two seconds of glory and badassness, and then he rams his fucking head on, like... <laughs> he bumps his little noodle. His he little bumps his head and falls off <laughs> Badassness is over. We can, we can blame Nigel. But we Bruce do get to see a this. wolf yeah. jump into the back of a spaceship. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. At some point between Sherlock setting that spaceship to automatically go to Scotland Yard so that it can turn Moriarty <laughs> oh, in, and God. when it arrives, Moriarty and the wolf that jumped in uh, have somehow disappeared, and uh, he's the on the run pods. again. For a ship that's about as big it's as a life size, pod. It's the size of a fucking Mazda Miata. How's there an escape pod in it? It's yeah, multiple the... escape pods for a wolf, a giant robot wolf. <laughs> uh, that's the first episode that we watched. Okay, hold it's, on, it's though. Hold on. the Baskervilles. Hold on. What? Because we have not mentioned my other favorite Watson moment, where he has a tape dispenser built into his torso. <laughs> They need to use a fingerprint to (laughs) deactivate, like, the blow-up, shut-down, whatever bullshit. Oh, yeah, And they need to get the fingerprint, and Watson lifts open his robot chest and pulls out a roll of (laughs) scotch tape that he has built into his sternum. So I think the two important parts to take away here is that um, scotch tape is still used in the 22nd century. There have have been no improvements on adhesive. No. No. Right. 
My only thought is that they'd make one or two attempts to ground Sherlock in his own time and show that he's a little uncomfortable in the 22nd century. And by one or two attempts, I'm not just sort of generalizing. I mean, it's literally like there's one or two. And one of them. It's odd they went through the whole rigmarole of pretending, of putting him in the honey bath. And if (laughs) if he's just going to be so, so acutely adept to the 22nd century, why not? By episode three. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you would yeah. think that that would be like a huge, major, thorough line of him just being like, you know, learning how. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> learning what a flying car is, and the fact that his friend, I guess, has tape in his chest. Like, also in a in a different, much more competent story, sure, uh, putting Sherlock Holmes in a place where he sort of outmatched just by the fact that he's missed two hundred years of history and technology. Yes. That's probably pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That could have been interesting to watch him struggle yeah, because he's yeah. normally so in his element and knows all this shit. Like, he's solved so many of his cases just by, like, knowing random facts about some manufacturer down in some other part of London and, like, yeah. the soil nearby. Like, he doesn't have any of that institutional knowledge anymore of his own time. He's in the 20-fucking-second century now. Not to mention that, like, his dearest friend, the person he was closest to in his entire life, who was, like, a war hero who survived yeah. the Battle of Maywan and who was the most badass person who possibly possibly ever lived has been reduced to this. All right, come back to us. Bumbling. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. He's, 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 and he tossed the <laughs> ring into the fires of Mount Doom. <laughs> <laughs> but like his best friend has been reduced to the shitty tape dispenser. So, so just, just so you know, this is the second time this evening Allison has gone on this rant. She did it in the car <laughs> on the way here. <laughs> you let her drive while talking about her. <laughs> I knew it was, I knew it was coming again. Their friendship, their friendship is so beautiful. <laughs> he's a man. He's not a man now. He's cello tape. <laughs> it's true. I mean, imagine imagine a world in which like 300 years from now, my heavy honey-covered body was brought oh, I'm already imagining this. <laughs> back to life because I they like need where someone. this story's going. They've lost the art of podcasting in the 23rd century, and they need someone. But they don't have Rory or Austin, and so they give me robots that kind of talk like them. That's uncomfortable. Yes, exactly. That's really uncomfortable because I'm going to know it's not them. That's fucking weird. And then I'd just be – I'd feel so alone. See, well, it's funny uh-huh. basically Insert Andy joke, gets Andrew. it. Yeah, Andy basically gets it. now the only thing that Sherlock Holmes has going for him is that he he sees patterns in, like, people and things. Yeah. And notoriously, he wasn't that great at people. <laughs> like, <laughs> so the fact that he that's what he has going for him is like, well, okay. See where this is going. Anyway, we're going to reboot this because, yeah, yeah, we got it's feelings. Let's talk, Let's about, talk about the second the episode. Yeah. So this next one is called Adventures of the Sussex Vampire Lot. A now I'm gonna I'm gonna linger here for for the listener. Computer vampire <laughs> is I, crashing <laughs> New London's largest computer grids and sucking their data dry. I, I have to so admit, asks Holmes and the irregulars to help uncover the vampire's identity, while Moriarty wants it to be his new partner in crime. Oh, computer vampire is such <laughs> cyberpunk. Like, God, I love badassness. it. Yeah. Complete bullshit. It comes so close to having good content in this episode. Right? There's a moment where Sherlock points out that it's probably really dangerous for Robo Watson to be out I where there's the a same right? yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, this is actually interesting. <laughs> that could be really interesting, and it goes nowhere. Well, it, yeah. again, we're talking like there was the Robo Werewolves. Like, 
Yep. Yeah. That wasn't dangerous, but vampires are. (laughs) Where's the the connection there? (laughs) The first line of this episode. Yeah. (laughs) The first line of this episode is the 22nd century or 22nd century Dracula has stuck again. Yeah. He's so busy. Why would they say that? Why would they say 22nd century? <laughs> if, if that's the century we we're know in. what show yeah, you watch exactly in in any other situation you'd say like the news would say a modern day vampire or yeah. whatever but in this show they have to say the 22nd century dracula uh so the the vampire the vampire there's a lot that's not explained i think this comes closest to what you were talking about earlier allison about like the writing letting sherlock have all the cards and dump them at the very end yes. and with info that you don't have yes. this comes closest this to that does. because there's there's no way that we could have figured out what was going on based on what we were given in this episode absolutely no. not yeah uh <laughs> i mean let's just let's start at the end shall we so there's the vampire and it's stealing data uh from local institutions and then like a day or two later the data's all back again uh and nobody knows why and Sherlock's trying to find him, and then we find out Moriarty's trying to find him because he's pissed. And at the very end, what is what's the deal? Someone explain what, what the hell's going on with this vampire. Can I have I an introductory I question? I would like to ask Allison and Sammy a little bit about the Irregulars because they're not characters I'm familiar with. I would love mm. to tell you about yeah, them. Yeah, I'm going to let Allison do this. So <laughs> this, this episode was written for me <laughs> to give me uh, a nightmare vision of my favorite story turned horrible. But also, so the Irregulars um, were like street urchins that Sherlock Holmes would employ to run errands for him and like bring back like little bits of information from around the Okay, community. that's what I thought. But were they yeah. ever named characters yes yes they were okay. and that was like one of my favorite parts of the episode was like seeing like the glow up version of the because <laughs> there's yeah billy wiggins is literally like a, a stone hottie he's like huge he's and 16 now. he's blade he's literally blade <laughs> deirdre was not one of the irregulars but yeah she has like a great fashion sense they also have a paraplegic droid kid who's a street <laughs> oh, but he Tennyson can afford is like, my favorite. He's like he's literally an orphan, but he can afford a hover thing. He talks in he talks in beeps and boops. Yeah, he's and he only speaks in boops. Very <laughs> much like uh, like Han Solo and Chewbacca, Sherlock Holmes can for some reason understand the beeps and boops. Yes. <laughs> oh, I again another thing. Like, did he wake up just knowing this? Did he learn <laughs> in a fucking day? Like, Understanding <laughs> beep language. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where did that come yeah. from? Tennyson's hover wheelchair oh is gosh. again the size of like a Mazda Miata. Like, how is that? <laughs> how can he get through doors? It makes no sense. He's hovering around in this thing. He's got his mouth is covered by like some sort of fashion thing, and he speaks in bleeps and bloops. Uh, and he's like a computer dude. But and at the then, end of the episode, he he beep boop hits on this little hacker girl, yeah, and she's is. into it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So the girl, the girl is the vampire. We find out the vampire is this like random girl. Someone who we've never met. We've never <laughs> met who's a hacker and was just trying to break into county records to find out where her favorite movie star lived. Uh, it's not a, okay anyway. It's, That's still it's not okay. creepy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty creepy. So do you guys know the actual story for this? No. Please no. Okay. Me. So it, it's Adventures fucking creepy vampire. and not related, like hardly it's at all. It's not related all. at all, yeah. But it's creepy in another way. 
Um, Allison, do you want to? Yeah, sure. Uh, so um, this dude comes to Holmes and says, "Hey, uh, I'm really worried. I think my I think my uh, stepwife might my my new wife might be a vampire." And they're like, "Whoa! Why why would you say something like that? That's fucking weird." And he says, "I caught I saw like, her through the window, like sucking suck like sucking blood out of my newborn son's neck." And they're like, whoa, oh. that's pretty weird. Uh, it, puts, it, puts the, it puts the anime lights on. Yeah, yeah. And Holmes asks a few more <laughs> questions. And he establishes like, yeah, I just married her. I came back from Peru. Like she, uh, you know, and I have a new kid by her. And she was like doing this to our kid. And she locked herself in the room. And only her like maid will come and see her. She hasn't allowed me inside the room at all. And Holmes is like, I got this, but I want to see it in action. And so Holmes is, uh, Watson has no idea what's going on. So they like take the train out to Sussex and they get to the house. It turns out that the father's 15 year old son from his prior marriage, uh, who's this like paraplegic boy for some reason, uh, had been shooting poison darts at his infant younger stepbrother. Like straight up trying to murder like, him. Like straight up trying to yeah. murder him. And the mom caught, caught this happening and sucked the poison out of her baby. And that's how she got sick. And so she's been locking herself in her room and hasn't allowed like anyone but her but her wife to come see her her maid to come see her uh because she was paranoid about her husband taking it out on her on her uh stepson that's literally the plot that with computers right yeah 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 so just take out like all of the like emotionally resonant stuff Right, because like that I, sounds I like have, a really cool story. It though, is, let's be honest. and it's, it is yeah. my. It's one of my favorite stories. It's yeah. creepy, but it's weirdly like okay. That kind of makes sense. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now we yeah. have computer yeah. It's vampires. it is one of my favorites uh, of of in the like original Sherlock Holmes stories. Like it's one of my favorites because it has like such a such a cool like heroic story and also like the reason that Holmes takes on the case he already figured out what happened like before they even go up there but he goes up Mm. there to prove like that justice needs to be told and like no this woman's story is heroic we need to hear what it is and we need to make sure that instead of like someone again stalker exactly yeah instead of a weird stalker story yeah yeah and also that you know Sherlock has to call in the irregulars the like Burger King kids crew of the future (laughs) To help him out. Oh, man. Yeah, it's not worth talking about, mostly the details. Uh, my, I think it, it does have my favorite moment of anything that we've watched, which is the one that Rory mentioned, where the, where Tennyson, our, our bleep bloop kid, is uh, hitting on the girl. Because when when they, when they everything's revealed about this, this stalker chick and... Uh, He's a bleep bloop punk. He's got that punk yeah. haircut. Right, right. <laughs> So so she's revealed and he just makes a few bleep bloops. It's like maybe a, a second of bloops. And Sherlock then proceeds to translate that into a full paragraph of what he meant. And he says, he says, oh, Tennyson says you're anything but dumb. He's never met anyone who can hack as well as you. I well, except ju- himself, I hope he really just said, like, I'm hungry. And then Sherlock yeah. Holmes just like <laughs> Sherlock Holmes just, put him on blast. It kind of reminds me of in uh, Arrested Development where... There, there's that like one chick who doesn't talk. Yeah. And what's his butt completely like misinterprets everything she yes. says. Oh, yeah. Like right, he's yeah. probably just standing there being like, that dude got hot cocoa. Like <laughs> I want some yeah. too. And he's like, oh yes, I we've heard you're a hacker. Like, and and he thinks you're attractive. Shut up, Tennyson. I'm just being yeah, a also, good like, yeah, I'd be like, what the fuck, dude? Like I didn't <laughs> use my bleep poop language like so that. you can just immediately tell people what I was saying. This is our code, you true, dick. True. <laughs> <laughs> it's our secret code. You know, I, I do have I do have a redeeming thing to say about this episode. 
Like, okay. And the one and only redeeming thing about possibly this entire series uh, is that they keep they keep this version of Holmes very justice driven. Like what drives him sure. isn't just like this like very selfish need to figure out what's going on. It's this need for justice to be served and for the truth to be known by everybody, uh, which is very true to the stories. That's that's who right. the character really was. We were talking about this earlier, actually, and I find it so fascinating, especially in the the wildly popular BBC version. Sherlock is not necessarily always justice driven. Occasionally no. it's revenge, but mainly he just needs a puzzle to solve, which isn't right. exactly true to the canon, but they made it work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got to get his fix. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. But Yeah, for this one, this one is is interesting cuz like you say he wants justice because he's worked out that this hacker chick uh, while trying to do something selfish, yeah. uh, found found out that Moriarty was also hacking the same computers, and I then spent the exploits. next few days uh, <laughs> trying to like get ahead of him and steal the data before he could get to it. Right. And so he's like, "Well, see, she right. gets she deserves a medal. Like, like we need to see justice done because she's not a really a criminal. She was saving everybody. Yeah, which she is cool. She also decided to turn it into a PSA on data safety. Right. <laughs> no, I was, we were talking about this on the car over here. I was like, we as a society have not yet had that like major, like data technology scare. And like, it's going to mm-hmm. happen and it's going to be vampires. Like I'm calling this right now that it's going to be, it's going to be vampires. Data vampires. Well, yeah. That's yeah. the funny thing because there she's like trying to be all altruistic about like, oh, I was trying to help people and have them be aware about data safety. And no, you're just making people afraid of vampires. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that's forgivable. <laughs> kind of just undermines her own point. but Before we move on, something else uh, about the original version of the story. It's like sure. my favorite bit of like tri- like tidbits for no reason. Uh, so in the story, they mention uh, the case of the giant rat of Sumatra. Um, oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and when talking about this, like Holmes says like in this really grave tone that it's a story for which the world is not prepared. And that case Whoa. was never written. Uh, that story was never written down. It was never like documented, like what the fuck he was talking about. And so one of my favorite like weird meta things of uh, the fandom that spawned in the last 130 years is that there's a million different versions of what that case is. It's a giant oh. coffee vampire. Rat. Yeah, and it ranges from like it, it's literally a giant rat to it. Oh, it's this, it's the rat. one time that Holmes and I don't know Watson like fucked something we've talked about in the cab. Yeah. <laughs> Caught a couple times is the episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where Xander's not in the crew. Yes, yeah, I, I love and, that. And episode. They're running around, you know, saving the world, and yes. he's just hanging out with his new friends. Exactly, it's called the Zeppo, and it's my favorite. <laughs> oh second my favorite God. episode. Yes. While we're still in this episode, I just want to do a quick uh, discussion on nail polish. Yes, thank you. So they tracer, or sorry, the the Cockney girl who has tracer. a terrible Cockney accent. <laughs> I'm really, uh, Deirdre. I'm really glad you brought Overwatch into this because I have yeah. some opinions about the next episode. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> she's got this really bad Cockney accent. She's one of the irregulars, and she has uh, nail polish, special like yellow and red nail polish that is mm-hmm. like a hip thing that she notices the vampire also has. And she's like, wow, blimey, he's got, they've got great nail polish. They're very hip, <laughs> like all the cool kids, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> to that effect. 
the irregulars he just he just hired a bunch of local like chavs yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah that's who they are in the books too like it's just it's just yeah. homeless people those are yeah the only but so when the the hacker girl is revealed she also has the same nail polish and like oh that's how i knew because she was like a, a, a hip girl on the streets and like how how do y'all feel nail polish wearing folks out there about a ketchup and mustard uh, <laughs> nail polish combination well i All can, say, I can say that um i'm very i'm wearing a very neutral tone right now and allison doesn't have anything on yeah so. I'm, I'm in between coats right now so yeah. i don't get an opinion uh sammy what's your opinion on ketchup mustard like on a hot dog or no, for a for your <laughs> on a person on a person's <laughs> on a person's nails the red nails. yellow the red um, yellow combo in the show which you wear you know, the it's, mcdonald's it's, mcdonald's I, it's number very, two it's very juvenile you know i feel like I feel like, you know, if you add some blue in there, it basically looks like you dipped your fingers in, like, kindergarten paint. Oof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. you know? Zip, zap, zoo. You heard it here yeah. first, folks. <laughs> Red and yellow's well, and she, out. Uh, Deirdre also, I don't know if the future's just vastly different. coming back. But <laughs> yeah, Deirdre says something years. that I don't think anyone would ever say, and she says, I have to find out where that vampire buys its nail polish. I'm so tired of buying mine on the internet. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like... You want to go to a store because you're tired of the of the convenience of the internet. Yeah, I remember the t- <laughs> it was just 2000. This one? in 1999. 1999. Well, the internet was a fucking chore. You had to go to GeoCities. Really <laughs> well, and you know, you you still every monitor has like a different kind of color to it. You don't, you know, you want to get that like primary yellow. That's fair. You know, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, my favorite quote from the episode came from the the hacker gal um, who said very astutely, just keep that creep Moriarty out of my life, which is a really good summary of the entire series. Just keep that creep Moriarty out of my life. Yeah. That's wise. Oh, wait. I wanted to talk about. So in this episode, Lestrade is underground uh, following a lead. She gets separated from from Sherlock Holmes and what's own. And uh she runs in to Moriarty and she arrests him and he says, you have, you have no authority underground. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine if that worked? Like not only do you have like nautical law, but like underground rules. Subterranean law. Like you underground, son. You're playing by our rules now. You're outside of your jurisdiction, Missy. This is mole law. You're in the mole kingdom now. Mole law, yeah, exactly. Also, the character design for Moriarty, he's a stone hottie. Like, why did they make him and Sherlock so I just want to point out that that this is now, I think, the second or third time that you've called a character attractive. Yeah. So, you know, props to the animation. Hey, they they knew. (laughs) Design of the characters, like, solid. Yeah, (laughs) all right. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a lady thing. I don't know. No, it, it, I mean you're you're not wrong. The, the the dudes are hot in this show. It's weird. That's true. Hunks. Weird. Even Bill Watson's built like a built like a built like a uh... built like a tugboat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want out of my man. A tugboat. What a man built like a tugboat. <laughs> Back to life. It's elementary, my dear Watson. So now the, the last episode we have left to talk about is is episode what twenty three the adventure of the creeping man and uh, here's a here's a summary for it buckle up 
<laughs> this one is one of the weirder stories in the canon, yes. at least in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, actually, some people think that it was a forgery. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah. That Arthur Conan Doyle didn't actually write it because it's so fucking weird. It's funny because well, that, oh, so that this, happens. So maybe with... then this one's not. So this one's maybe not as different as uh, as it, I assumed yeah. it was. It is a logical Act- conclusion of the original story. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we, weirdly enough, of... monkeys are involved. Instead of me giving the summary first, then why don't, why don't you tell me what the original story was about first? All right. So, buckle <laughs> uh, up, kids. Yeah, the, the, the Crips notes is that um, <laughs> so there was a scandalous engagement uh, between this uh, Professor Presbury and this much, much younger, much younger woman. Um, and, uh, she came to, uh, she came to home saying, oh, my, 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 my fiance, like he's acting very strange ever since he got back from Prague. And, uh, so they go and they, they talk to him and he seems totally normal. Like he's super fine. She's like, no, but I keep seeing him like walking around on all fours and acting super strange and his dog attacked him and the dog never attacks him. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, it turns out that this, um, drug dealer, from Prague had been spiking his drinks uh, with this weird like drug that was deviated from monkeys in some way. Monkey drugs? I'm dead serious. It's a monkey it's drug. It's obtained from langers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, so um, this dude was uh, addicted to drugs and just acting like a monkey and they figured out what was going on and then stopped. So it's wow, this like so weird like sci-fi story. So it's super. It strange. literally could have been written by the writers of the show. Yes, is how I weird mean, it is. Not a lot of what you just said is different than this episode. It's really no, not, except yeah. that the guy turns into Winston from Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, but you know, there's a professor Pe- Presbury who mm-hmm. is, is marrying a much younger woman. He's periodically freaking out and acting like a monkey yeah. and it's because someone was spiking his drinks like that's all so true let's in that this summary episode. uh lestrade's college girlfriend alice is getting Ooh. married getting married to professor jacob presbury father of another they mean girlfriend like the sex in the city style i think yeah I yeah think they so. do oh, uh father of another <laughs> know, former schoolmate edith Alice is being stalked by what seems to be a gorilla while edith is convinced that alice is after her inheritance and you got some of that summary. family drama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that classic family drama slash like deep sci-fi combo. Yeah. There's I a mean, lot of really jarring back and forth between those two plot lines in this uh, episode. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I only skimmed through this one because I watched the entire episode of The Crooked Man, which is <laughs> episode five, I think, of season one. And it sounded similar. And I think YouTube auto completed Crooked Man. And I just watched that one instead. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm, and that was mm-hmm. a, that was dumb. But it was about a man who who turned into a tiger because of <laughs> biological engineering. Oh, my so God. <sighs> it, most of these episodes of this show is just around like beast men. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. That's pretty much yeah. It. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. There's a big wolf. There's a vampire, and now there's a gorilla man. Yeah. And now you... Cougar man. Yeah. I had like a John Cougar Melon Camp, and the other one that <laughs> was like wearing a cloak, like Beast from Beating the Beast. Yeah. The uh, Adventure of the Spuckle Band. It's just a snake man. Uh, Blue, Blue Carbuncle. <laughs> it's just a goose man. It's really, really stunning. <laughs> now. I, I do want to, there is something strange about this because uh, it's the 22nd century, but this plot is so 
like old style. Yes. Because yeah. because of the age difference and like the fact that the age difference isn't creepy at all in this episode. They just they love each other, I guess. But the canonical ages here, it's it's as if we're 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 all college friends. It's as if Allison, you were gonna marry my dad. <laughs> it's like very yeah, I agree. Uh, Terry, like, don't marry his dad. Terry's wonderful, but dad. I don't want to make Liz angry. No, <laughs> no, no, it's as if it, it's crazy. That's like that's so it's pretty, uncomfortable. It's pretty gross. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. That's a weird position to be in. And so, like, I kind of felt for Edith in this whole time because she's yeah. like, well, he must, she must be trying to get with him for his money, and she's trying to steal my inheritance. Yeah. But to have the end sort of be like, well, no, they love each other, and it's kosh. Yeah. And it's the twenty second century, and we're still cool with. I don't know. That. Yeah, it's weird. There's yeah, but the... we do get hot Trevor the cyborg. <laughs> we do. We do. The man machine. <laughs> yeah, the, the Phantom of the Opera here made cyborg parts. Oh no, hot Trevor. I was really the... confused at first because there's another Trevor in the in the canon, but this definitely this definitely wasn't. Well, this they definitely they definitely take one of my favorite comedy boxes, which is just using the name Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> do you you, you have a list of name. trevors you love like i, I want to see this no list it's sometime. just so funny there's just no there's no going wrong with trevor <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think we're on record as finding trevors and brendan's like they're all very funny it's true uh, plus you've got a, a, a gorilla man that's somebody's dad yeah <laughs> that's trevor also and gorilla dad funny. <laughs> No, monkey dad. <laughs> uh, I mean, what what did you guys like about this one? Was there anything? It was the most normal of the episodes. It was. Uh, there wasn't a lot of sci-fi going on except for the the genetic experiment. Well, I like so for for a show. I guess it still kind of fails in so many ways to be subtle, but there was a little bit when when Trevor's just like lingering on touching her, and she it was uncomfortable, and I, it was the first time like unspoken plot was happening that nobody mm-hmm. just immediately vocalized what was going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one of my she favorite had... moments uh, was after they talked to, talk to Trevor and Sherlock has the line, Trevor forgot his applicator. And then he just fucking steals it, which oh, is very, the, Oh yeah. Also they keep talking about character. Trevor's lubricant this episode. There's so much <laughs> oh, talk about Trevor's lube? lubricant. I didn't see that part. Is that the lube they found with the, in the monkey cages? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Trevor's yes, lube. Trevor's lubricant. Oh missing lube. monkeys. That was and the, monkeys. Uh, yeah, that was the nail in the coffin for the case. Was that the 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 lab that had all the monkeys being stolen had traces of the same lubricant that Trevor was using to fix his arm, his like robot cyborg arm, and uh, Sherlock puts it together and realizes Trevor was the one behind it. Because Trevor's in love with he's Alice. He's making his own homemade, like one of a kind lube. <laughs> he should have been. He should have been using like the store bot. Then he would have been fine. It could have been so any now, cyborg. This so, is Trevor's lubricant. <laughs> since I didn't watch all the episode, can you explain a little bit of the triangle happening here with Trevor yeah. and, and Monkey Dad and all of that kind of stuff? Yeah. But Trevor so... used to used to be be in Bangtown with her, but it uh, turns with... out that they were not. They were not. They were not bang for keeps. Okay. Um, <laughs> so and uh, and uh, Trevor, <laughs> Will Trevor, you be bang for keeps. <laughs> Can you imagine if somebody gets down on one knee and says, <laughs> "Would she be Will my bang for keeps?" Bang for keeps? <laughs> <laughs> what a way to a woman's heart. Oh, right. now. Uh, uh, 
So Trevor's heart. <laughs> what? Um, I jumped ahead when I was yeah trying to get the gist of the episode and uh-huh. went right to a woman wearing a wedding dress that she kind of looked like a robot. Really yeah, weird. And she's being married by a robot. I liked like robot a... wedding planning. That was a really yeah. efficient way to plan a wedding. <laughs> the efficient was like a robot Templar. Like, <laughs> like it was really odd. Um, it's just but, that her dress, she looked like a yacht captain or something. Yeah, like, she did. Yeah. Very official. It was a very yep. strange futuristic wedding dress. Futuristic wedding with like two guests at this wedding. Uh, there's nobody there. It's it's an, it's weird. Everything well, about the destination this wedding. They're on weird. the moon. It's weird. <laughs> they were probably like live streaming. Yeah, it or there, something. there definitely wasn't a wedding in the original story because I don't think yeah. Sherlock Holmes would ever willingly go to a wedding. Yeah, ever, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so. There, there you go. And meanwhile, I don't think Nigel Bruce over there is like, I love a good wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Sherlock Holmes would ever willingly go to the future in general. Like, no. I don't think he really would have. I mean, look, I don't think he, he knew what he was up. doing when he I, took that when he took that sweet honey dip. I mean, he'd yeah. probably have like a vague idea that well, people in the future probably care about like space and planets and microbes, yeah. and I don't give a shit about any of that garbage. No, like, you come back and it's just vaping Twitch kids, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't exactly. want to be here. Like, no, this is dreadful. <laughs> put me back. He climbs yeah. into his honey put case. Put me back. <laughs> I waits yeah. for death. It feels like another another fully missed opportunity in this episode yeah. for for Sherlock to like entirely be confused about what's going on because when confronted by Trevor the sexy man machine, uh, he not only is unfazed entirely, he then asks an incredibly rude question. I feel like he says, "If you don't mind me asking, Trevor, how did you become a cyborg?" Yeah, what the fuck? Like yeah. you don't just ask someone how they became a cyborg, especially oh now. Trevor's answer is also he, weird. He where he's might. like, "Oh, yeah. I don't mind at all." It's well, a terribly see, painful story. <laughs> but see, I mean, is are we setting a tone here? Because admittedly, I don't remember. Like, are uh-huh. cyborgs, like, super common? And if they are, is that, like, an okay question to ask? Or is that, like, you know, That's that moment question. in Mean Girls where it's like, you can't ask them why they're white. Because it could be, like, right. a, it could be a ghost in the shell situation where everybody has some sort of modification. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like it would be so normal, like... Kind of asking somebody, Ghost what does trailer. your tattoo mean? Ghost like, in the yeah, right, right. Uh, it's it's it ironic. Out... Uh, the original, yeah, the Trevor I was thinking of is also a handsome man machine. So, you know, Ooh. I'm really glad that they're consistent in the game. <laughs> Trevor's comedic and sexy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you know, there's a big fight. The gorilla man doesn't want to hurt his bride. Uh, which pisses Trevor off because Trevor was turning him into a gorilla because he was hoping that would drive right. her away from her intended husband so that he could swoop in and pick up the pieces. Way to do that. I love it. It's so messed up and so dumb and something only a cyborg could come up with. <laughs> uh, but he was hope yeah, he was hoping for that like like okay, so let's be honest. He was hoping for the Hulk scenario, right? Mm. He was trying to turn mm-hmm. this dude into the Hulk, which begs the question, does the Marvel Universe exist in this universe, huh. and if it does, he kind of like he knew what he was doing, right? Yeah, Sherlock Holmes exists in the Marvel Universe, so I think you have to. Oh, that's yeah, true. Totally. True. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's some crossover there. So like he was trying to make like Big Daddy Monkey Hulk, and <laughs> like weirdly enough, who's not? Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! If I, if we didn't normally just title our special episodes like the name of the show we watched, I'd I'd put Big Daddy <laughs> Monkey Hulk as a as a a top contender for title. Uh, 
that's I mean, that's everything that we watched. What are we what are we feeling in general? How do we what do we feel like this show did well and and utterly failed at? Uh, <laughs> what did what did it do I, well? This Allison? show did have a lot of a lot of canonical callouts. I was really proud of uh, of Detective Inspector Greg uh, Gregory for getting a promotion to Chief Inspector in this show. <laughs> I was really proud. There was a moment where I was like, "Oh, good for him," even though it's like his like great 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 descendant or whatever. Their their callouts to canon were kind of cool. I guess uh, mostly I, it was just shitting on the canon that they called back. So I think that's yeah. fair. I I did appreciate. I like the setting in description. Like I thought they did a good yeah. job imagining a silly, believable, but not believable, but silly within the con- believable within the context of being a silly sci-fi universe. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a good job coming up with silly things. Computer vampire is a really funny idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This show makes me want to give you guys recommendations on what the good adaptations are. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a great thing to do. Because, yeah, no, fuck this show. I'm not going to do it again. Yeah, what do you By got? By all Allison? means. Okay, all right. So, um, number one that I doubt that any of you have you, any of you have watched, uh, the most recent Russian adaptation of the Sherlock Holmes stories is Mwah, Kissy Fingers Fantastic. It's so good. It's pretty much all on YouTube. I can't remember the name of the show because it's in Russian. But if you just search like Google for like Russian Sherlock Holmes, you'll come up Austin with it. Austin Bridges has coined the term Kiss Kiss Delicious. Oh, it is for, yeah. Kiss Kiss which Delicious. Which I find very, very delightful. It's very good. Yeah. And it's uh, it was filmed fairly recently. And it's, yeah, pretty, uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. And I'm, I'm sure okay. you guys um, probably have seen the BBC version. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And while while the the Sherlock in that, like we were talking earlier, mm-hmm. might not necessarily completely always reflect the Sherlock from the original stories, I loved how much time they gave John. Yes, they they gave him the ability and room to be an emotional human being, mm-hmm. which is so important in the like dichotomy between Sherlock and himself, Watson. And I feel like not <laughs> not a lot of the other like. They don't. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. go right. on my. I'm gonna go on my rant. I always go about when I think about John Watson. Uh, <laughs> that character. Oh my god. So so that that fucking character is one of my favorite literary characters in anything of all time. S- sidebar. Reason- we had a whole long ass monologue in our play about <laughs> <laughs> about uh, love for Watson. Uh, it's basically this 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 rant I'm giving. Like that whole character was just kind of fucked up because back in the uh, Basil Rathbone uh, movies that happened in the 40s. The actor who portrayed uh, John Watson, uh, Nigel Bruce, uh, played him as this like bumbling fucking idiot. Like he was just like the a tugboat absolute... of a man. Yeah, he was a tugboat of a man. He was just like the dolt <laughs> to Sherlock's genius. And so like the dichotomy between the two was always super skewed because you had one that was like crazy smart and fantastic, and then this other like fucking idiot. When the character in reality was a doctor and he was a war hero, uh, he was a ridiculously smart person, like on par with Sherlock Holmes. And that character's just kind of been like shoved to the side for the last like what seventy years because that one interpretation was really popular, and it really wasn't until like the Jude Laws and the Martin Freemans that made that character as rich as it's supposed to be. Well, I, I like that what you guys are talking about is that you appreciated uh, Watson for his emo- you know his emotional human self, and in this show that we just exactly. watched, they literally make him a robot. They make him a robot. They, <laughs> they made just, him they take a all of that out. tape yeah. dispenser. There's yeah. a walking <laughs> tape dispenser. A, t- a tugboat that dispenses tape. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Poor John. Ugh, he deserves so much better. 
Um, uh, for other adaptations, if you want to watch yeah. a good animated version of Sherlock Holmes, you can watch uh, um, The Great Mouse Detective. Fuck yeah, you can. It's an oh, yeah. excellent movie. Fuck yes. <laughs> I unironically love The Great Mouse Detective. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, cool. and for those of you who, well, none of you would probably know our play, but uh, we we had uh, the, the puppet. We made a puppet. Oh, yeah. Uh, from that movie. Who, Hell yeah. Who made appearances Are you recommending a puppet? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I still I still have the sock puppet version at my house. Oh, oh I forgot about nice. the sock puppet. Mm-hmm. We yeah. we legit uh, with all the you know millions of dollars we had sidebar <laughs> we didn't have a lot of money. We commissioned an artist to make like a legit puppet. It looked great. It did. It, it was really me. good. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. It was like the the hit of the show. People it wanted was. to see it afterwards. Uh, then nobody wanted to talk to me. I was just I just drank whiskey and sat in my bathroom. Oh, but... Go I, read can't, an anime. I can't remember as as Arthur Conan Doyle, Andy, sitting on that stage, were you actually drinking whiskey? You know, I don't remember either, so probably. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember, but I, I do I do remember so so Andy's character as Arthur Conan Doyle the entire time was just basically sitting there narrating, being angry about the fact that he's narrating. Um, mm-hmm. And we thought it would be funny if he sat there in his bathrobe and uh, slippers. And then I, I'm 90% sure we had a conversation once about, like, should Andy wear pants? <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember And that. the answer resoundingly As was always. no. As conversation no. daily. No, so Andy definitely was not wearing pants. Yep. Uh, Looks the in the mirror show. and says to himself, should Andy wear pants? <laughs> <laughs> this is a conversation we have a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're professional playwrights, yeah. The question I want to ask is, did we have a good good fun time tonight? Because you know, I know I did. I did. I, did. Yeah. Yes. I definitely yeah. did. I I, uh, I feel like I am a better person for having seen this because I know that in the future I will never watch it again. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, sure. I know that. I know that for sure. It used to live in like a question mark zone because I'd never seen it. And now yeah. it's a definite zone. I yeah. hated it. Check check that off. I, I hope I hope that all of you uh, go watch the uh, Russian version that I just told you about mm-hmm. instead, and read the original text because they're fucking fun. That's a good. It's a good ass time. They're classics for a reason. Also, it's all yeah. like free on PDF. Don't give your money to the to the Conan Doyle. Estate. To the man. Yeah, don't give your money. Read it for free. That's legit. That's a Sherlock's home way. <laughs> Sherlock would want you to read it for free. He would want yeah. you to read it for free. Yeah. 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 And so Arthur Conan when Doyle watching give the a bad fuck. cartoons, you know, sometimes it's a question of like, it, it, there are ones that are enjoyable for how dumpster dumpster bad they are, and ones that yeah. are a little bit just kind of dudley. But this one still managed to, you know, hold a conversation for an hour and a half that I think is kind of yeah. a litmus test of like, yeah. if it's a real stinker, sometimes we're just like, well, that was bad. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. What else you got? Right. I, I mean, as much as I didn't like it as a 30 year old man, I know that if I was flipping channels and ended up on the Fox box and this was playing when I was, you know, 10, I would have been like, all right. Oh, you I'm know? pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I watched this when I was a kid and was like kind of into it. 11 year old Allison was furious. 11 <laughs> <laughs> year old Allison was already a fucking cultured badass she was she was fucking yeah. bad 11 year old sammy was looking up from her game boy being like i can dig this <laughs> <laughs> yeah this watson bot totally fucks <laughs> <laughs> he oh shit that guy that guy's like a t- he's a tugboat of my dream <laughs> <laughs> is that tape Ooh, girl Ooh, no. <laughs> 
got tape dispenser and all sorts of places. <laughs> That'd be so handy for craft time. Uh, uh, Allison, Sammy, we're so happy that you had you on. This was really fun. You. Yeah, thank you for bringing you. your expertise. Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah, that this was this was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And as Sherlock Holmes would say, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Mm-hmm. You sure would. Y- yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to our summer of specials. All through the month of August and a sweet little kiss into September, we've got a nonstop slate of just nothing but specials. Hot damn. If you like what we're doing, go ahead and find us on social media or on our website, which is satamtuesdays.com. S-A-T-A-M Tuesdays.com. And you know, this week was really fun, but next week, what do you know? We got another goddamn special. So I hope to see you here every Tuesday. Yeah.